Welcome to Healthcare from the Heart podcast. I am your co-host, Heather Wyman, health educator at Heart of Florida Health Center. And I'm your co-host, Yasmin Rasco, nurse practitioner. And welcome to 2023. Happy New Year, Yasmin. Yeah, Happy New Year to our listeners. Yeah, so um, I'm glad that we're able to come back together again and bring you guys a new year full of hopefully some very useful information. Um, January is Cervical Health Awareness Month, and so we thought we'd start the new year off by talking about the importance of not only just your cervical health awareness, but in general, getting back into the doctor, thinking about it. Do you have your wellness exam scheduled? And if not, maybe this conversation will spark you to call the doctor and make sure that you have everything set up for the year. Yes, I wanted to touch a little bit on cervical cancer awareness. So um, it is most often caused by human papillomavirus, HPV, which is the name of a group of viruses that can infect, um, you know, the skin um, and other areas of the body, specifically the cervix and, and the vaginal area. Um, there are certain types of strains that we get more concerned about. So um, there are low-risk and high-risk strains. The high-risk HPV strains can lead to cell changes and can lead to precancerous and cancerous uh, changes on the cervix. And Oh, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you there, but a lot of these changes happen so slowly, and these are things that you're not going to necessarily notice. Yeah, anything. a lot of them are asymptomatic, like don't cause any symptoms. Right. So. so more importantly, you know, we may think we're doing okay, right? But if we're not getting the right testing or screenings, which I'm sure you're going to reach and talk about here in just a second, you may never know what's going on. Right. Yeah. And it's actually very common. Um, currently, there are more than 79 million persons with HPV and 14 million will get it each year. So um, it's actually very common and um, and that's the importance of screening. Um, so with um, HPV, it can be spread by direct contact, skin-to-skin contact um, during any sort of intercourse um, with someone who has an infection. So um, this is why we do push for Um, pap smears for screenings. So the new recommendation from the American College of Gynecologists uh, is actually age-dependent. So we used to start like really early when someone um, started, you know, uh, yeah, or or becoming sexually active. Um, So now we actually start at the age of 21. And until the age of 30, we actually don't routinely screen for HPV because the thought is that um, a lot of people will actually carry HPV, but they'll um, their body will clear it on its own a lot of times. So we usually don't uh, routinely check for HPV in um, sexually active women that are less than um, 30. So from ages 21 until a woman turns 30, we actually now, the recommendation is to do a pap smear every three years just to check the cells on the cervix. And then after the age of 30, um, it's actually every five years as long as the testing is normal. So on that every five-year check, we're checking for the cells on the cervix as well as what we call an HPV co-test. So we're doing both tests to make sure that everything is clear. Now, if something's abnormal, then, um, you know, screenings or testing may be done more frequently, or if there is some sort of increased risk, if there's a family history, then that might be something that you would have to discuss with your provider to determine, you know, what the frequency of the screening is. Um, But if there are abnormal findings... 
Don't we, panic is the first Yes, thing. yes. Don't panic. Don't panic because <laughs> a lot of the um, cervical cell changes are not dangerous and a lot will, a lot of them will go away on their own. Um, but um, that's something that, again, you have to discuss with your provider because it really just depends on what the results are. Correct. So we usually look at the cells and sometimes, you know, there are lower lower cellular changes and then it goes, um, you know, lower and then up to high grade uh cellular changes. And that would be the more concerning findings. But a lot of it is mostly just like a watch and wait approach. Um, but again, that that requires actually going and following up on your pap smear. So we can't watch and wait unless you're actually following up and doing your paps. So, um, but when treatment is needed um, for cell cellular changes that are a little more abnormal, um, options include things like cryosurgery, laser, um, and then something else called um, LEAP, uh, using a thin electrical charge wire to cut away any abnormal cells, and then obviously a cone biopsy if they need to actually remove some of the tissue and actually send it off for biopsy to ensure that there isn't actually any cervical cancer. So we've touched a lot on the screening um, that is recommended uh, you know, with your provider, but um, another ho- uh, good topic to discuss is uh, vaccination. So... Um, for the vaccine, it is uh, recommended to start at the ages of between 11 and 12, but vaccination can actually start as early as the age of nine. And some people might say, well, why so young? Um, but the vaccine produces a stronger immune response when it's taken during the preteen years and fewer shots are required. So if you start between the ages of nine and four, only two doses of the HPV vaccine are recommended. Um, and with the second dose being given about six to 12 months after the first vaccine. Can you state those ages again between nine and? So you can start as early as nine, but okay. ideally the recommended age is 11 to 12. Um, and that's a two shot series. Okay. So, but in um, older teens and adults who start the series later, starting at age 15, then three doses are required. So, but the idea is to catch the kids um, or youth while before they become sexually active. And this is male and female, correct? Correct. So this shot isn't just, so we're talking cervical health, but HPV is carried in both males and females. And are linked to other sorts of cancers. Exactly. Yes. So, so it's it's really important. Um, I just wanted to make sure we touched on that as well. So, you know, I have boys and girls. Right. And so, you know, this is something that I've spoken with all my children about. I mean, they're older now as well. But, you know, the conversations, and sometimes it's not easy conversations, or it's not, sometimes we're afraid if we go ahead and start talking about those, that we may encourage activity. But I I think we often find that it's actually the opposite, that once we educate our children um, and we help them, let them know we're protecting them against something in the future, they're really receptive to it. And it's not going to make them want to go out and do things that, you know, obviously right. we're. And then, of course, discussing safe, safe practices. practices. Yeah. So using condoms, you know, abstinence um, as long as possible. Um, So a little bit more on the vaccine. Um, In late 2018, the FDA actually approved it for um, males and females ages 27 to 45, expanding the previous indication of the younger ages. Um, So ideally, uh, people should complete all doses of the vaccine before they become sexually active like we discussed. But um, adults over 27 now have the option of receiving the vaccine and should talk to their healthcare provider 
um, you know, regarding it to see if it's uh, a good idea right. uh, for them to receive it. That's great. Um, and it is important, you know, obviously sexual health is not something that all of us feel comfortable going in and talking about. Most of us females, you know, have been going to gynecologists, but even our our male friends that are listening, um, you know, sexual health is important for all of us. You're not just protecting yourself, you're protecting someone that you love mm-hmm. in the future. So it's definitely something that we need to um, feel comfortable enough and, and healthcare providers hear everything. So you're never going to say anything to them that they haven't heard before. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's really important to make sure that we're open and we're honest and that we um, always think about in, in any of our health issues that we're trying to deal with it, we're not just taking care of ourselves, but we're taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of others and love others as well. And then for our transgender population as well, if we have any transgender um, men, um, if they still have a cervix uh, present, if they haven't had it surgically removed, then that's still an important um, thing to discuss with your provider to get uh, pap smear screenings. Absolutely. So again, it's a new year. It's the time that we all sit here and start reflecting. We hear all the time, new year, new you. Um, And it's true though. We have 365 days to go out there and make some really awesome choices and to make sure that we're taking care of your health. And Heart of Florida is here for you. So Yasmin, if they want to make an appointment today, who do they call? They would call us at our main number at 352-732-6599 to get your wellness visit scheduled with any of our awesome providers. Absolutely. So welcome again. We're glad you're back with us. We look forward to 11 more podcasts with you to help you make sure that you can be the best you there is. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.